This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome to your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles. I'm also known as the Book Shepherd to many. And today, my guest will be focusing on you as the author, you um, in the community, and how you work with the reader. And we'll be looking at the whole offices of covers, the graphics, the design, what works, the mistakes, what doesn't work, and a variety of things. So stay with us for the hour. Don't forget that you can call in live at 866-404-6519. That's 866-404-6519. And with us for the first half hour, we have Bill Van Orsdale. And Bill is the co-founder of a brand-new community called Wave Cloud. They're building a community where authors can build both readership and the readers can connect more meaningful with the authors. So, Bill, welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. So, tell us about Wave Cloud. What are you all about? It's brand new. I know that you're just in the, the spring of your development. Absolutely. We're just in the formative stages, and we're expecting to launch before the end of March. We're very excited. We've got some great ideas, I think, for the publishing community. Um, Really, for us, it's about shortening the distance between authors and readers. Um, We've done a lot of research amongst readers and, and research amongst authors, and we found some pretty surprising things. Such as? Well, I think one of the one of the things that really struck me the most as we started to look through our first rounds of research was that readers, to a degree that that I think we haven't really understood, would really like to connect with authors. There's this there's been a distance really ever since sort of the publish uh, the 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 Gutenberg Press between authors and readers. You know, we we actually started our concept with. Uh, the concept of a storyteller and how does the storyteller get their story out. And when we talked to readers about, you know, what are they looking for to get more excited about reading and what would make them be interested in picking up more books and learning about new authors, they said, we'd really like to get to know more about how did the author come up with that idea? How did they develop that character? They'd like to have more of a meaningful relationship with the author. And, and we think that, you know, sort of given where technology is going today, that's pretty easy to do. So what, what kind of steps do they do? I know that um, some authors are reaching out to reader groups, especially in the fiction area. They reach out to small groups, clusters that have gathered in, oh, say, library conference rooms that are, you know, they're small, not huge, um, or even living rooms where a book club might meet and they interact and ask questions of the author via Skype. What do you see that will add to that, Bill? 
Well, for us, it's probably more of a, a concept of scale. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so much time. You know, one of the things authors tell us is I only have so much time in the day. I, you know, I write my book, and then I'm asked to spend a lot of time marketing it. And then now you're suggesting to me that I ought to spend some time sort of developing more personal relationship with um, key reader groups in my community. You know, we know from talking to authors that their definition of success has changed. Um, it used to be, I've got to be New York published. And now what we see is more along the lines of, I'd like to build a growing base of loyal readers that will follow me from story to story or from mm-hmm. book to book. Mm-hmm. And so we think that the, there's probably a good way to do that online. Now, of course, not all authors want to make that investment, and we understand that. But for those that do, I think the returns will be pretty good. Some of the ideas we have are to build um, a, a community online that will first sort of allow for communication from readers to authors in a, in a non-public way. We think that sort of taking, you know, although reviews are interesting and reviews are a good step, um, you know, I think I, I talk to a lot of authors who don't even read reviews. And so we don't think the start an interaction between authors and readers but we do know that there are readers out there that, in a non-sort of review way, want to communicate back with authors, and they'd probably like to know, first of all, that the author actually got the message, and that there might be even a chance that the reader, that the author, would respond to it. So we're going to. You know, Bill, I think that on, on the reviews things, there's sometimes a love-hate relationship. You really would dearly love to have a, it, it, you know, it knocks our socks off type of review, but there's this fear factor that comes in, and and uh, more times than not, authors, I've had more conversations with authors about how vulnerable they now are all of a sudden because there are people out there that will take literally pot shots at them. Sometimes it's done in reviews and with the ability now of anybody and everybody posting reviews that are actually widely read on Amazon, you know, that's a little scary for some of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't think that's probably a very good way to start off a, a, a relationship-building exercise between readers and authors. Um, we've got some other ideas that we think will be much more effective. And, you know, I, I can very much understand the, the author point of view there. And our, our idea falls more along the lines of how do I identify and build up my base of my core supporters or my core reader base that, although they have high expectations because we've begun to build a relationship with them, they also are forgiving and they also understand where we're trying to go with our story or our characters or our advice. And um, identifying those, that sort of initial core set of people that then like my next book and will refer it to a lot of people or recommend it to a lot of people, that's really where we want to take the tools that we bring to market. Well, and and with doing that, I think some authors, especially some of the fiction authors, actually will engage their readership, and they'll do contests, and that that uh, the winner gets will become one of the characters in the book, which becomes a very oh. coveted thing to have. Oh, yeah. So there's some lovely things that can happen. Oh, exactly, and and I think that both I think authors are open to it. You know, as we talk to authors about this, you know, the question is not the question we get most often is not sort of do I have to or are, are there benefits to it, that, that seems to be understood. The question is usually, 
you know, well, what can I offer? What can I do? What's safe to do? What, what you know, sort of doesn't cost me anything, but still makes a big impact out there in the market. And, and that's a perfect example of, of one of those ideas. Ah, so we'll go from costing zilch <laughs> to maybe costing something on that. I, you know, I know that one of the things that WaveCloud is about in building this is working with something that is really close to my heart, is this thing called the author platform and the book platform. And, and how do you see that integrating and tying together? Mm-hmm. You know, we look out on the market right today, and and when you when you sort of start with as an author with your let's call it your finished first draft, and it's good, and you've had some maybe some family members look at it. The journey from that first draft to uh, a book, whether it's an ebook or a printed book that can be consumed by a reader, that journey we think really covers sort of three phases. The first phase is getting that book finished. You've got to get a proper editing job. You've got to get, of course, uh, a good some good cover art, a good dust jacket if you're going to go to print. Then there's the actual production, and that's sort of, of course, create your print book, create your ebook, and uh, get it into distribution. And then after that is probably the hardest phase, which is marketing. As we look out into the marketplace today, and when we ask authors about those three phases and where do they see that they've got good resources, um, where you know, because there's of course a lot of turmoil going on in the publishing industry, um, essentially what they tell us is this: there are plenty of players out there that are willing to help me produce my book, but for the most part, those people say, "All right, here's a box of your printed books." Here's the file of your ebook. Good luck with that. We think that taking a, a larger view or a larger, larger approach and developing services that help with all three of those phases is probably the right way to go. And we're going to start sort of at the back of the chain, where we think most of the value is, uh, is added and can be the most important for authors, which is getting you into distribution and giving you good marketing tools, which include things like SEO work, SEM work, um, a single place where you can drop your book and put it into not only all of the uh, U.S. or North American domestic distribution channels, but how about global channels? I mean, most independent um, publishers, most authors, um, if they're not going to go with an agent and a, a, a publishing house, they okay. have the right and the ability, and they should take complete advantage of it to distribute their book worldwide. So Great. When we the- come back from our break, Bill, I'd love to have you go in a little bit more on that. We're going to listen to some of the good folks that make this show possible, and we'll be right back with Bill Van Orstrom by Orsdale from WaveCloud. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hooded. If you already have a book out, 
you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces e-books and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. You know, as we come back and we listen to, and Nick Zellinger is going to be up the second half hour, and he has just got amazing ideas. He's so creative and clever, and I do love to work with him on the book covers. Um, make sure you do say that you're an FOJ, a friend of Judas, because all of our sponsors do give special discounts for the Author You listening community. All right, we're back with Bill, and Bill is the uh, CMO. What's the CMO stand for, Bill? Chief Marketing Officer. Okay. So, you know, I was thinking, Chief, well, all right, where are we going? So the Chief Marketing Officer for WaveCloud, which is a brand-new company birthing here, as he says, in, in sometime in March. And Bill Van Horsdale really has been one of the driving forces in bringing it forth and doing this connection with the author community. And when we went to the break, we were talking about those three components. So let's come back and readdress those. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you were asking me about examples of what kind of services that we want to bring to market for the authors. And I think there's one, you know, there's, for me, there's one that's absolutely missing and I think would be a tremendous value. And, and we'd like to, to bring it to market pretty quickly. It's this, every time I go to a writer's conference and sit through those wonderful sessions, you know, the thing I hear over and over again is, you know, know your audience. Know who you're writing for. You're not writing for everyone that reads. You're writing for a niche market. You should know who it is. And one of the things we'd like to do is commission some research and be able to show authors, hey, are you writing a speculative fiction book or a romance novel or a science fiction novel or a self-help book or a business leadership book? Here's some information about the people that read those books. Here's their demographics. Here's their psychographics. Here's, you know, where they like to get their coffee. And so, you know, as you're beginning to think about, as you're an author beginning to think about how you're going to write your work and how you're going to arrange your ideas and then eventually how you're going to bring it to market and where you're going to, where you're going to market it and who you're going to try to target and how you're going to try to reach that market, we'd like to bring some information to authors that, you know, you can't find anywhere else. I mean, that would be a tremendous service. And I think that if you look at wavecloud.com um, today, we've got a, a page where you can enter some information, your first name, last name, your email address, and we can keep you updated on that. But, you know, that's a good example. Another example is every time that I, uh, you know, when we talk about ebooks. Uh, every time I talk to an author or, or even an agent or publisher, I, one of the things I hear is, you know, I'd like to be able to adjust the pricing on my book um, as I do different promotions out on the market, or I'd like to be able to adjust the metadata that I have uh, surrounding my book. Of course, metadata is the information that describes your book that's found in distribution channels. For example, a lot of the information you see when you go to Amazon.com is the metadata that talks about the book. The problem is that today, if I want to change my pricing or change my metadata as an author for my book that's out in the marketplace, um, I typically have to go to uh, a, a large number of sources. You know, we expect to be able to put authors' books into 57 or 58 different um, retailer, uh, e-tailer, and wholesale sites, and to have to go through and individually change that pricing or that metadata information one by one would be uh, a tremendous chore for an author. So we expect to be able to give the author one place where they can make that change and then just see it ripple out across in the market um, so that they can manage the discoverability of their book, they can manage its pricing, they can do promotions, and we think that would be another tremendously valuable service that you can't find anywhere else today. No, that's a huge service. And I, I think, you know, one of the things you said at the very top of the hour was that when you ask authors what was success, and I think authors go into shell shock when they realize or someone clues them in that, you know, the average book sells, which is shocking. We used to say 5,000 books when it came out to New York. That is just not what's happening. They're looking 500. They're lucky to sell 1,000 books now. So if ever more so, what you can do with your services, and let's talk with, we have a, you know, a few minutes left. I want you to talk about some of the services that you're going to do here that, um, that do that marketing and connection because it's up to the author to market bottom line today. 
Absolutely. And so, you know, I think one of the early services that we want to introduce quickly is sort of a centralized place to do marketing. So, you know, maybe you're the kind of author that wants to do, to buy keyword search words, uh, and so you want to do some search engine marketing. Or maybe you're the kind of author that wants to do a very specific blog tour. So rather than hopping on an airplane and going bookstore to bookstore around the country, you'd like to do that virtually uh, uh, and touch on the blogs that uh, online that, that typically like and review the books in the genre that you write. And so we want to provide one place where you can manage all of that activity and drive, and, and maybe for you, you want to drive all of your traffic uh, to purchasing at the WaveCloud bookstore or purchasing at the Amazon bookstore, or maybe more importantly, you've built as an author your own anchor website, and you would like to drive all of the purchases back to your website. There are pros and cons to each of those strategies, but what we want to do is help authors understand, you know, what are the strategies, what are the different promotional tools that you can use, and provide one place where they can get access to them, some education about them, so that you know you don't have to manage an author's page on four different sites. You can sort of manage it from one site and have it appear everywhere sort of the, at the same time. And so WaveCloud will help develop that strategy after interviewing the author, decide, you know, are you a bookstore author? Are you an Amazon uh, cyber author? Are you someone who wants to drive a course? And I will tell you, every author said, oh, I would just love to have them buy it all from my website because that means I will get more money. But I think we need to get real because what people think about is either their bookstore or they think of the giant gorilla in the sky um, mm-hmm. when they go out shopping Absolutely. for books. Yeah, our you know in a, in a in the highest sense, Judith, our our goal at WaveCloud really is to provide another perspective. I mean, if you look at the market today, it's it's almost it seems insane to me. It's with the dominance of Amazon and the way um, the publishers have been reacting to them, it's almost analogous to. And this would sound incredibly crazy when you think about it. It's analogous to Best Buy telling Sony how to design their products and how to bring them to market. That's where we are today in the publishing industry. And without another thought leader to sort of stand up and say, you know, there's another way to do it. Don't put your eggs in all in one basket. You know, that's we'll start with a small voice, but we want to eventually have a greater voice that gives an alternative point of view to that sort of monolithic approach to the market. Well, that's fabulous, Bill. Tell us, tell our, tell our listeners, how do they get a hold of you? Um, as we wrap up here, we're gonna, we need to bring in Henry Aiega from Two Vets Printers before Absolutely. we go to break. And um, how best can we get a hold of you and what WaveCloud is going to offer? Absolutely. If you go to wavecloud.com today, we've got a, a, a contact page up. Just leave your first name and last name and an email address and maybe even a little note if you'd like. Um, and we will take that as permission to let you know how we're, how we're, how we're progressing in the market as we begin to um, go live and bring additional services to market. Also on that page is my direct email address. You're welcome to email me directly, um, bill.benorsdell at wavecloudcorp.com. Um, but the best way to do it would just go to wavecloud.com. It'll redirect you right to the page where you Perfect. can enter that key Perfect. contact information. Great. And then at, when you're ready to launch, we'd like to have you back on. So then we'll really roll out what's going on at WaveCloud. Fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Judith.
Great. Thanks for being with us, Bill. All right. Coming up is one of my favorite printers, um, and it, it's not the traditional book printing. It's someone who I have always gone to for bookmarks, for postcards, for non, non-traditional what the author thinks about. But to me, they are critical components of what happens and what you need to do to advance your marketing. So with me is Henry Ayala, who is the brains behind Two Vets, based in Los Angeles. Welcome, Henry. Thank you, Judith. I'm glad that you invited me today. Well, and I, and I need to say to our listeners, Henry and Two Vets is one of the sponsors of your guide to book publishing. So he's always got special deals for our listeners. But let's, what are some of the uh, things that are happening? We have just a couple of minutes here. What, what are some things that are happening in printing that an author really should be tuned into? Well, <clears throat> for the type of printing that we do, which is uh, the promotional type uh, work, the flyers, uh, postcards, bookmarks, as you were indicating, um, we're looking in the printing industry as a whole to try to make printing more relevant. Uh, everybody talks about the Internet. Uh, we were just listening to a fine gentleman there uh, uh, with a lot of great ideas. But uh, in printing, we're trying to make ourselves uh, uh, part of that mix. And one of the ways that uh, many authors, uh, and just in general, people that are buying printing for uh, marketing, are the QR codes and tags. Uh, the, these are those uh, squiggly new little box affairs that you see uh, on different uh, products. And the one nice thing when you put a QR code on a piece of printing, uh, you make your printing more durable and that uh, you know, it doesn't go out of date. Uh, you can change the uh, website or the uh, Internet site where the QR code is uh, directing the uh, customer to and update that information all the time so that you can send out a postcard and say, check this uh, QR code uh, monthly and you'll see specials. Well, and one so, other thing uh, that you and I talked about, and I mentioned postcards, but with all the email that's going all over Timbuktu, that uh, don't, uh, our listeners, please don't discount the value of a snail mail piece that's going out. That print well, exactly mail right. that does not look like junk. And what Henry and his team creates is definitely quite quality across the board, that it will get their attention. I mean, I've had people hold postcards that Henry has created for me on their desk for months, planning on getting back because they just didn't throw it away. And that's the effective, that's a very effective marketing piece. That's right. And, you know, I mean, honestly, there uh, there are lots of printers around that can do this type of work, but where Two Vets really tries to uh, shine is in customer service. Uh, we yeah. do have an Internet site. Uh, uh, two vets, tu-vets.com, where you can go online and price things and whatnot. But the main thing is that uh, uh, two vets, you well, can always it, reach the Henry. The other thing that's great directly. about two vets, and we have to ring off, is that you get a live person. That's the plus. So thanks, Henry. We'll have you back. Okay, Judith. Thank you. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. 
To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800-894-8977. Thompson Shore specializes in all books for big and small publishers. We're focused on pleasing our customers and creating beautiful, well-made books. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed the best employees would make up the best company. They hired people who were not just experts in bookmaking and printing, but who were obsessed with quality. We can help you create buzz for your title when it's just in its infancy with a marketing kit. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. We are books. We're flexible to meet your needs and expectations. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, you'll be in the very capable hands of our customer service team who are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. Contact Dave Raymond at Thompson Shore. With Thompson Shore standards of excellence, you can be sure that you have the help to put your best book forward. Call 734-426-3939. That's 734-426-3939. Or visit our website at thompsonshore.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. You know, if you remembered last week we had Dave Raymond on, and he gave a fabulous um, a couple of ideas on what tipping was in the print business. And so, I, you know, I, I, we've used it, and I knew a little bit about it, but I learned that actually it's more secure than sometimes just regular binding um, when you're inserting a special piece. So that was kind of cool. Well, with me, um, as we, for our second half, I've got one of my favorite people, which is Nick Zellinger. And Nick is the mastermind behind NZ Graphics. And NZ Graphics does both interior and exterior. Interior, uh, work on books, so layout and design, as well as creating covers that are that snap, crackle, and pop. And on the side note, Nick is also a very gifted musician and has his own first book coming out here shortly. So, Nick, welcome to the program. Hi, Judith. Thanks for having me on. 
But let's let's talk about uh, let's let's hop into covers right now. Sure. And although everyone talks about ebooks, 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 certainly print books are the majority of what books are sold today. But ebooks are creeping up. And I guess my first question for you is: there a difference between what a book cover should look like for an ebook versus a P book? Um, yeah, and, um, yeah, and the short answer to that is yes, it really should. I mean, you you know, your your environment for viewing an ebook cover is a lot, obviously, going to be a lot smaller. It may be uh, the first time you ever see it. Obviously, is going to be either on uh, if it's not Amazon or some online site, it'll be on your iPad or iBook uh, or or some other outlet. But it'll be a thumbnail size, perhaps, that you click on to get larger. So. That being said, uh, that small size, it's going to have to have some impact. So uh, how do you do that uh, at such a small size and still retain, uh, you know, the, uh, the information you want and, the, uh, and the, like you said, the snap, crackle, and pop? So that's, that, there's a challenge right there. Well, it is. In fact, for our listeners, Nick and I are working on a book together for um, a client, and it's a, the title is The Adrenal Fatigue Syndrome. And one of the things that was so important, because it's a big book, um, yeah. and it's designed both for healthcare professionals as well as for lay people like you and me, and that it was very important for me that and for the author that the book had that snap, that it had that pop, that it just didn't look like another clinical um, or a medical thesis type book. And I, I think the cover that you've come up with really does allow for, if someone looks at it on their smartphone, that book will stand out over other books in, that are related in the topic area. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with uh, um, obviously there's a you know there, with somebody like uh, the doctor who has to appeal to both the medical field and the lay lay field. There's a, a little balancing act that has to be done there. But primary, more than anything else, it's got your cover's got to it's got to get noticed. Uh, so color and the use of font and the and the all the awful you know the overall balance really comes into play. So. Uh, you know, you can um, you and and the problem with being uh, doing ebooks right now, and only ebooks, is that uh, um, well, you're you're a little limited in terms of uh, uh, your spacing and your size. I mean, if you want, I get technical here for a second. Uh, an ebook size is sized in pixels, which is 600 by 800, 800 pixels, and your print for uh, your print book is going to be any any kind of size that the print industry uh, can offer, whether it's five and a half by eight and a half or six by nine. So your landscape's a little different. So that small size for the ebook, uh, like you said, we wanna we wanna make that pop in color and and contrast, and uh, any imagery at all has to be rather. Uh, um, I wouldn't say stark, but it has to be pretty, pretty definitive, I think, to really catch uh, someone's eye. So one of the things that maybe an author needs to consider in designing that, especially authors that have lots of subtitles, long subtitles yeah. for their books, they're going to disappear, aren't they? They are, and that's really, uh, and, you know, fiction may not be as much of an issue as, as the, uh, the business book or the nonfiction book, because you're right, if an author has a, a long title or even a short title, but if he's got a series of uh, subtitles and, or if it's co-authored by several names, uh, there's the challenge right there. So uh, it's not that we're going simpler, it's just that we need to uh, 
need to approach it from the, the viewpoint of how, how it's best going to be uh, depicted, like I said, on that initial an initial uh, viewing from uh, when someone's searching for a book, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you pick I, I wonder if the you know? book awards that come along, they're actually going to start separating e-book covers from p-book covers when yeah. they start evaluating it, because I think there's a difference. There is going to be a difference, and, and I've had it, um, from my own experience, I've had uh, a couple of instances where uh, uh, the book was designed for print first, and then it went to e-book, and we had to do some... Um, subtle to uh, large variations on the theme for the cover. So it is possible to take a, a book that you've designed that was already in print and reconfigure it for an e-book. And you may, want, may not want to use all the same elements that you used on that existing print cover, but you may want to take some of the strongest ones so you at least, at least keep some recognizable brand to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's that option, too. Well, let me ask you this question, just, yeah, just on covers. When an, when an author is, I don't want to say clueless, they just haven't thought about the cover. Mm-hmm. And, and some people, as you know, see the covers sometimes before they see the whole book done. And others just, they, they're like lambs, and they just really want to have someone guide them totally on what to do and how to do it. What would be some of your suggestions for an author who is just going down the cover journey do they, for them to be thinking about? Well, yeah, and I, and I do have a lot of clients that are, are in that um, vein. I, I think when, I mean, the first thing, you can't do enough research as an author. I know some people would rather just write and then uh, think about the cover later, but I have a wide variety of authors that that's what they're thinking about first, but I think it's essential that you do uh, some research and know what your competition is offering, uh, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, just see what's out there and what what the best sellers are, or see what appeals to you. So, I mean, number one would be research. Uh, the, the second uh, important point would be um, to get a clear idea of what your title and subtitles are going to be. Uh, and I think the number one uh, issue that comes up with first-time authors is that uh, I call it the kind of kitchen sink. Phenomena is that they want to put everything possible on their cover, whether it's the front or the back. I mean, they have so much information that they believe is vital to the reader that uh, they have to depict several images or several phrases. So uh, you have to kind of guide them away from that overkill factor. So too much, really too much information. Is, too much information. Is, it sounds kind of silly. That we, I mean, yeah. you are, we are buying books to read, so you think, well, why wouldn't we want to read the cover? But the first thing you see in the cover is never going to be really, I mean, it's, it's, an, esoteric, it's an esoteric thing. It's a, it's, you're seeing color and uh, composition, maybe an image, maybe a strong title. Uh, so those are the first things that hit you uh, because – whether regardless if it's fine art or if it's a if it's an ad, you're se- that's what art is. You're selling something, so you really so want to. Cover is really attention. about <clears throat> hey, look me over. Yeah. Hey, pay attention to me, and you do that with the graphics and the color um, mm-hmm. that will. And and this goes back actually to what Bill Van Orsdale was saying is that you have to know your market and what your market likes. Even That's including pretty, their colors. Point with that, yes. Yeah. Because right? it's uh, it's akin to uh, 
you know, putting the for sale sign up in front of your home, uh, whether it's a new home or a used home, you're going to give it some sort of a facelift on the front. So how do you how do you want to appeal uh, to the market? So you really have to dress it up as best as you can. And, you know, font style is a huge choice. I mean, a huge consideration for uh, an author. So finding your niche in your market uh, and investigating what your competition is doing is going to help you a lot. Not that you'd obviously want to mimic something. It's just that you may see something or a combination of things that you think work, and how do we put a spin on that to create something that's yours and yours alone. So that would be equivalent if you were in real estate, curb appeal, and, and this it is, is book yeah. appeal. Yeah, it's curb appeal, book appeal. It's that staging, um, and I think uh, because it's it's it goes back to the you know the, the often used cliche. You know, people do judge a book by its cover. That's the first thing they see. So it's a it'll be appealing one way or the other, whether it's uh, confrontational or controversial or just uh, esoterically uh, appealing to them. Uh, it would depend on obviously the subject matter, but uh, it is a, an important factor. Yeah. So I think what a lot of people don't realize that the average time landing time on the cover before the for a would be reader buyer is roughly seven seconds. That's true. It is so, true. It's just the, so then I mean, what comes in is on the last site. Nick, we're going to be going shortly into our final commercial break, and here's mm-hmm. what I want you to focus on when we come on back. I'd love to have you talk about services. Who supplies these? You know, there's a lot of graphics available online. Do you go to Fiverr? Do you go to Elance? Or And, and I'd also like you to really focus on some of the, the, the common problems and issues the first time author comes up with the development of their cover and and how can you go about and fix the doggone thing when it when it goes along mm-hmm. in the hiccup line because i think that's where um, a lot of them get in trouble or they wish they hadn't there or and, and also if you would maybe touch on some of the techniques to make certain areas of the cover and specifically both the front and the back pop up mm-hmm. and those variations how's that sound that sounds great all right we'll be right back And um, with us is Nick Zellinger. He is with NZ Graphics, based out of Colorado. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Browse is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at briles.com. 
By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based eBooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. So as I exited um, <laughs> into the commercial break, I gave Nick quite a, um, a, a table of contents of things to go through in this last um, 50 minutes. And, what, and I, if anyone would love to meet Nick in person, he will be at the Author You Extravaganza here in Denver, Colorado, May 4th and 5th. And you can actually talk with him about your projects. He will be one of our exhibitors there. So, Nick, let's get into some of those things that I laid on the list. I hope you wrote yeah. them down. Um, so what, what about services? Where do we find them? Do we go online or do we really look for the referrals and interviews? And, and if, which, whichever way is, what are the questions should an author be asking a professional? Yeah, I mean, regarding the services, I mean, I, I realize that there may be authors that don't have access uh, like some of our local authors here do with AuthorU, uh, with service providers or, or a network of referrals that they can have. So, uh, I mean, um, so I, I understand that they may want to go online and check that, and and that's fine. I mean, there's there are any number of services like Elance and, and Fiverr and, and even you know CreateSpace. I mean, they all offer design services. Uh, if that if you can't find someone in your local author publishing community. But I, I believe, you know, you probably can. Uh, it's, I always believe it's really, like anything else, it's really good to stay local if you can. Uh, design, to me, is a very collaborative art with the publisher or with the author. I like to work hand-in-hand hand with them. That's uh, how I enjoy working anyway. Uh, so I, the only word of caution I would give to uh, authors is if they're hiring some online, online, make sure that they know what they're paying for and what kind of control they have over the project. Uh, because there are obviously a lot of great designers online. We're all using the same professional software. We all have uh, somewhat the same uh, design backgrounds or experience, I would imagine. So uh, I think uh, 
you know, if, it, if it, that's something that they need to do, they can certainly do that. But uh, I would first suggest checking locally first uh, for uh, with your author authors groups and uh, something like Author U, where there's a great list of providers. Yeah, we do. We do have a good list of associate members who do provide those services. But but the, the truth is, rarely do you really sit down one on one with that. A lot of that is done by phone, and we send things back and forth. Isn't that true? Well, that's really true. Uh, and and so I suppose even with a you know us on online service, you would be the same kind of thing. I mean, I there's a great percentage of authors that I've worked with that I've actually have never met uh, throughout the country uh, that we develop great relationships but it is very done very much electronically I mean we'll, we can chat talk about concerns about directions about goals and then after that it's pretty much oh, we're off to the races and we're just emailing files back and forth so the, 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 the bottom line is then you do check out the references you make sure that if you're you know if the, the if it doesn't click I've always felt that when you've gone through a couple of designs and if it's not clicking, it's probably not going to click. Uh, I um, agree. I, well, I agree. And it's happened to me and it's, and it's happened to other designers. But it's, it's a fit thing and it should be, it should be comfortable for the, uh, the author who's paying money for that service. Uh, so it should be something that they uh, can feel right away uh, after a couple of uh, go-arounds, I would think. Uh, if, if they get it. Do they get it? <laughs> Book. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the the common problems um, and issues. I mean, you've been doing books. How many covers have you designed? Um, you know, I've got a a uh, several wall to wall bookcases of books, and I've never counted them, but I've spent several hundred for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and what would you say? Some of the is there a common problem that seems to hiccup uh, throughout? And and then what are some of the oddball ones that come in? Well, I mean, the common problem, and I mentioned that earlier, is trying to put stuff too much information on the front and the back cover. Uh, so that's that's an ongoing thing, and that's something that uh, um, an author learns after uh, a couple of books, perhaps, or with a little experience. But uh, I would think probably um, the next issue really is uh, – Set, having someone so set on what they want that they won't try another option. And that's not to say that they're, an author has doesn't have as good as ideas as a designer does. I mean, generally, a lot of times they, they may have a direction they want, but it's really good to see uh, an option. When I, when I went to art school and was doing marketing and, and advertising, that was the first rule of thumb is that you did uh, – you did your piece and you put it up on the wall and you had a staff critique it and it was kind of brutal but it was a great way to to see uh that perhaps there's another way around that problem because it is problem solving a little bit which is what cover design is mm -hmm. so that right. yeah that's that's one of them what else um another huge issue is um and I always say this to every author, uh, even before uh, we start the project, is uh, do you have an editor? I've, editing is essential. And, and uh, I say that just in regards to the book cover. You know, have someone edit what you have for uh, ideas for text and for title. Because the title, 
sometimes uh, is probably maybe the hardest thing for an author to come down uh, onto agreement with. Uh, sometimes they'll have written a whole book and they just don't quite have the title yet, or they don't have the subtitle, but uh, or the marketing information for the back. So I, I think it's essential to work with a, an editor first to hone down the message, because sometimes the message, if it's clear and it's uh, close to final, that's a great direction for a designer to use. It's really hard to design something when the author says, I have three different possible titles, uh, and they're all a little bit different. Um, so you just can't plug, I don't believe you can just plug something into a template and have it hope to work. You know, when I did uh, one of my most successful titles was a book called The Confidence Factor, mm-hmm. and I and I have to say it was not my idea. And that I, we knew the book was about confidence, and we played around with it and we diddled with it. And I actually went to one of my friends who was an editor for a newspaper, and he talked to one of his headline guys. These people who that's all they do is write headlines, and that's where that came from. You know, wow. sharp. Punchy, That's great. Uh, yeah. short. I mean, a short, powerful title is uh, is a great way to uh, give a designer just the perfect direction for uh, the supporting art that it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So I think well, that's very important. Yeah, and for people who are struggling with that, one of the other ideas is I've always believed look at the tabloids. Look at the ideas because they are brilliant with some of their titles. Correct. They do True. their lead stories. And, and I'm not saying copy it, but look for seeding your ideas that might give you the aha that will take you off and the light bulbs are all turning on. That's true, because the right title, when it's uh, uh, brief and short and snappy, uh, can do everything. I mean, some of the best covers don't really need anything more than a great type treatment and color combination versus uh, anything else. And, And, Nick, how have back covers changed, or have they changed at all over the years? Um. Yeah, they've changed a little bit. I mean, I mean, and that goes back to one of the other common issues that first-time authors will uh, uh, kind of butt heads with a little bit. Of it, but it's about testimonials, and you know, we try to tell them to uh, uh, if you're going to have any quotes or testimonials or endorsements on the back of your book, make sure it's from somebody in a related field or somebody who has some. Uh, power behind them, uh, but it has changed. I mean, the first few years of doing books, I remember authors giving me quotes from uh, their uncles or their best friends about what a great book it was written, and uh, and, I, and I actually have, I'm looking at one right now, so uh, so that, I mean, while that's all that's great, we all know that that's not what's going to sell the book. <laughs> and they know, well, my, I have strong feelings about endorsements, and usually is don't, um, and unless it's a really key figure in the the genre, the industry you're targeting for your book. Otherwise, I'd rather see really great marketing copy that will bring the reader in and and tell them that your book solves their problem, will get rid of their pain, or will just entertain them and knock their socks off. I agree. I agree. If it's not if it's not somebody that's a powerhouse person, don't put it on there because it's your back cover. I look at it as you know your elevator speech. You're on an elevator with somebody, and what do you have to say in a couple of minutes? Mm-hmm. And if you can do that with your uh, back cover, then you, then you've done something well. I think so. Ah, so in our in our last uh, really two minutes wrapping up here, mm-hmm. what would be if you had one single piece of advice to tell our listeners about their cover design? 
what would it be? Um, make sure that, um, well, whatever, whoever you use as a designer, make sure that you uh, develop a great relationship with them. And uh, don't settle for one or two versions on a theme or variations on a theme, but uh, get several. And also, um, you know, you'll, you'll, while you can uh, kind of show that cover around for a critiquing or a focus group or whatever, uh, use your uh, use your gut feeling because I think that as an author you you have an, uh, already have an understanding of really what you want, even though you may say at the outgo that you're uh, not quite comfortable with what you're looking for, but I think you'll know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think that, and I I think we need to add this on that if you feeling uncomfortable. If you don't think it's working, terminate it. I agree. I agree. And move on. I agree. It's your and money, that, and you need to uh, be feel like that you're getting well uh, service for it. And uh, and it's a and it's a fit thing. It's a it exactly. really should be a good collaboration. Exactly. Well, Nick, how do people find you? Can we wrap you find up me here. At, uh, yeah, www.nzgraphics.com, or you can call my office three zero three nine eight five four one seven four, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, give me a call anytime. I'm happy to discuss anything with you. Perfect. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Judith. I appreciate it. All right. Well, next week we've got a terrific show. We're going to be talking about book awards and book reviews. The Creator Indie Excellence Awards will be with us, and the managing partner of Blue Ink Reviews will be with us. We'll be back. I want to thank you for being with us. And don't forget, more information is always on the authoru.org website. I'm Judith Bryle. Have a great week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.